Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Workrate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fenn. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Um, now, before we get into anything, and I guess there, there's a little bit of news, but uh, I just uh, I have to air a grievance with AEW specifically. Uh-oh. Okay, so every year... I I think about this all year long, and this is like the first. This is it's like the start of Christmas for me, and that is, and you know me as somebody who listens to a lot of music, mm-hmm. the Spotify Wrapped for the year, where they reveal your top, your top musicians or you top, your oh, top okay. band <laughs> listen to for the year. Um, what you've listened to the most, what you binge, this and that. I love this. I listen to music every day, all day. Um, I'm all, I go to how I get to sleep is I research new different bands and I, I go through all like the Spotify recommends. I'm in a bunch of different Facebook groups to find new bands. I'm always listening to music and I open my fucking Spotify wrapped this is 2021 and at the very top because I binged it one day in the year is fucking AEW (laughs) (laughs) ahead of everything is like my top band my top musician is goddamn AEW they screwed up my Spotify rap (laughs) I need an apology from Tony Khan (laughs) All I, I painted Kenny Omega once, and I listened to their 8-Bit Mayhem playlist that one day, that one day of the year, and I just had it on. It was inspiring me, so I had it on repeat, and it fucked up my whole... It fucked up my year. It, it, it fucked up my year. <laughs> I look forward to this all year long. I think about who's going to be at the top of my list all year long trying to guess who it's going to be oh this is going to be so fun i can't wait to post it to show people i posted it to show people and they made fun of me (laughs) and i will not forgive tony khan for this mikey ruckus can kiss my whole asshole um i need an apology and all of my aw checks will be returned to sender until further notice this is fucked up It, it ruined my week yeah, I cannot get over it. I've messaged you like five different times. I laughed so like, hard that, when you sent it to me. It was just Adam Cole at the top of your list. It made me like, laugh. I haven't even listened to that fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> All I did was listen to the damn 8-bit covers, and they're really good. <laughs> That's what's even worse. People think I'm just sitting there listening to like wrestling intro music. No. I'm listening to chip tunes and it sounds like really good, like Mega Man shit. Mm-hmm. But no, of course, it, they fucking people think I'm a giant fucking mark. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like, God, no. no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ruined my day, yeah. ruined my year. The top of Fuck mine you, was, uh, well, it was Turnstile, but the number two band was Every Time I Die. So that's got the Butcher in their band. So that's kind of a AEW that's true. connection. That is true. But yeah, so that was my grievance for the week. I need an apology. Yeah. And anyways, um, we got we have some we have some interesting news this week. Um, 
this whole terminus thing that's going on with uh with um Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham. Gresham like this looks exciting yeah like this is this kind of it reminds me and anyone who doesn't see it is kidding themselves it reminds me of all in mm-hmm. or was it all out <laughs> all in was the first one it was all in it reminds me of all in He's doing a big mega show, and then what happens from there? Who knows? But you're you're gonna get a lot of the guys on the indies who aren't signed. You're gonna get a lot of the Ring of Honor guys. Um, really, really exciting stuff. Led by Jonathan Gresham, who is pound for pound, arguably the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, like he's. He's up there with Brian and Omega, mm-hmm. and I don't even—I don't think there's anyone else really up there. Maybe Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Um, Shingo Takage, like he's that—he's that level. Mm-hmm. Um, He's—he's he's the top of the top, and depending on who you ask, he is the best guy in the world. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. I know, and he's announcing. Uh, um who's on the show like a, li- a little bit each day. Like he has like talent announcements. So Baron Black, who's associated with AEW mm-hmm. is, um, it was, I think the first person he announced for it, which is a really interesting and cool person to announce. Cause Baron Black's very good and very overlooked in mm-hmm. AEW. He's, he was like the, he's one of the very, very first enhancement talents they had. And he works at the Nightmare Factory as a trainer. And uh, he still does dark stuff, I believe. But yeah, apparently AEW had no idea about Terminus. So it came as a shock to them hmm. when all this was announced, which I, again, I find this fascinating. It, like, it reminds me of All In with like Ring of Honor and New Japan being like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I think, he, um, did he announce... He announced someone. Hold on. Let me see if I can find I think him. he I think he probably did announce more people. Look look that up. Um and then we have other big news. Also Jonathan Gresham. This was reported by Andy Murray of What Culture. He he tweeted that Jonathan Gresham was behind the scenes at AEW this week. Behind the scenes at Dynamite. He is from Atlanta. So that's not saying everything, mm-hmm. but the people who have that I remember being behind the scenes in the past have been um, Brian Pillman, Shaq, Mike Tyson, Tony Nice, and Kira Hogan. And all of them have either wrestled or signed with AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he announced a few days ago Daniel Garcia. He's announced Bandito, but yesterday he announced Lee Moriarty. So okay, yeah. So he's uh, he's bringing in the top indie guys, and some of these guys are signed. Mm-hmm. So there's no threat there, but that's that's very exciting. And also, Westside Gun is doing a lot of talk on Twitter right now. He's trying to, or I don't know if he's started the company, like if it's the company yet on its own, just with but. Um, just the very beginnings of it, but he started uh, the fourth rope, and he wants this to be a new promotion. And he 
he said he doesn't want to uh burn any bridges because he loves all the uh promotions that he loves and he shows up to all of them and he's in the front row at all of them he's he's always there but he wants to uh he wants to compete and he wants to have his own promotion he wants to run his own shows and i also think that's awesome Mm -hmm. like this is this is game changer type stuff you're having these uh (laughs) that's funny game changer game changer wrestling but like game changer wrestling is a model for these Mm -hmm. companies for how to run things and west side gun has pole west side gun has a lot of friends west side gun has a ton of money yeah he's not a billionaire like the cons but he is uh he's got enough money to to shake things up and to to also not be afraid (laughs) because he's a he's essentially the second coming of wu-tang yeah. He, he doesn't give a fuck. He's going to say what he wants. He's going to do what he wants. He's going to sign who he wants. And that should, that is exciting. I will, I'll find ways to watch West Side Guns promotion mm-hmm. when that gets started. That's cool as hell. So that's a lot of shit just popping off on Twitter this week. I love that. Okay. So, oh yeah. And another thing. Um, Brody King had a tease this week, which looked really cool. Look on his Instagram, but also check out the art. It's very, very similar to the aesthetic and the themes that um, Malachi Black is using Mm -hmm. right now. Like, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like the whole uh, black metal druid horns and shit. Like, it's really he mentions something happening in December and something happening in January. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting. I'm so excited to see where he ends up. I believe it's going to be an AEW, but you never know. I think so. Um, crazier things have happened, but I believe he's going to show up and be aligned with Malachi Black. But there's also there's three figures in the graphic. There's one that's floating above everybody with the horns, mm-hmm. which I believe is Malachi Black. And then there's two figures on the ground that are also in black. And I believe that's Brody King and somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who that somebody else is. Yeah. So I don't even know who I think be, that's cool. But that'd be really cool. I think we're getting I think we're getting House of Black. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Um. That would that would be my favorite uh, faction. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to see them wrestle. Yeah. Brody King is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, and he can do like springboard moonsaults and stuff, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah, he was trained. He was trained in a lucha school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exciting. It's a really exciting time in wrestling right now. Yeah, it's it's blown completely wide open, mm-hmm. and I love it. And interestingly enough, the the ratings don't seem to reflect that these days. AEW is actually going down in ratings. I think there are two factors to this. I think one is that um, one is that they have the that whole West Coast thing where the uh, 
on the West Coast, it's being aired live, which is at 5 o'clock. So people aren't home yet. They're not watching it live. Um, In the past, it would air at whatever it was, like 9 o'clock or whatever, or 10 o'clock for them. Or no. No, it would would be delayed, and it it would air at 8 Mm -hmm. once everybody was home. And they're not doing that anymore, so their ratings are lower than it used to be. And there's also the fact that I kind of think that um, I mentioned this before with uh, with Daniel Bryan. I think they need to not have matches with the same wrestlers every week. Like I think they they shouldn't be doing a Daniel Bryan match every week. They shouldn't be doing a CM Punk match every week. They shouldn't yeah. be doing. Uh, whoever it is um staying or because then they they don't feel special now because people were tuning in to watch them at the beginning and now they're not necessarily now they're like oh maybe not that opponent or Mm -hmm. i don't have to watch that right away i can wait this and that and i think that if you if you space it out a bit more feels a little more like an event that makes sense but I think with the uh, Danielson story right now, he you probably wrestle every week regardless. But yes, the story right now it makes sense that he's trying to go through all the dark order. Dudes. Oh, uh, I I get the reason for the story. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, it's it's just only natural that if you see a thing every single week, it start starts to not feel as special. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not just doing it with Danielson; they're doing it with Punk. Mm-hmm. Like he he has like a new monster of the week that he faces every week. Yeah. Now he's got MJF, which is going to be great. But it's a, it's starting to become a, a bit of an issue. We're see we're seeing the ratings go down, and part of that it could also just be it's November December. People are busy, mm-hmm. and they don't have time to be watching things. And people don't watch cable as much as they did. Yeah. Or nearly as much. Like. Most people are cutting cables, so mm-hmm. we're not most, but a lot of people are. There's a reason why that exists. Yeah, I have YouTube TV, and the only reason why I really have it anymore is just for wrestling. Yeah, so, <laughs> to watch it every week. And I don't think that, I, I don't think you, stuff like YouTube TV counts towards the ratings. So no, it doesn't. And that's the thing is that I think I feel like almost a third of the people who watch. The show are probably watching it in different ways mm-hmm. that wouldn't be counted by that stuff. And Nielsen doesn't count everybody, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like it's an, it's not an exact science. It can't be unless they're actually. And the thing is, they could count because it's all digital now. Mm-hmm. Like it's all in boxes. Just count it from the fucking boxes. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Why are you running it through Nielsen? Doesn't make any sense. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like Netflix has their own numbers. Just do what Netflix does. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be probably save a lot of time and you'd probably get a, a much better uh, like uh, number number yeah I, I've always found that strange it's like in the 90s yeah Nielsen but now what are we doing here mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all you can I can look up Google Analytics right now and see who's clicking on what mm-hmm. it's like you can definitely do that with who's watching what and where Okay, anyways, we should start talking about some wrestling. Yeah. Okay, so this this uh, 
This episode started off with Danielson versus Five, or which got a huge pop. However, Hangman came out first, and Hangman ca- comes out. He's looking his best, mm-hmm. as you like to say, wearing the best shirt in the world. Yeah, as always, um, he gets a massive pop in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta was really high, like super, super loud and high for some things, and all, and then really quiet for others. Yeah, like really quiet at some parts and i was like wow i don't know if this is like a miking issue in the crowd or if they're like extra quiet in some parts yeah sometimes fans it just happens Mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's frustrating i didn't notice it in this uh this time as much as other times like for example the pay-per-view where it fucking threw me the whole time Mm -hmm. i couldn't enjoy it because i was like why aren't these fucking people making noise Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah huge pot for hangman and then also massive pop for Danielson as well. Five got a nice hometown pop, mm-hmm. which was nice for him. Um, there were uh, there were An- Alan Angel's chance and the smile on his face when that happened. He looked like he was about to cry. Yeah, it was so nice. Um, he got some mounted punches on Danielson in the match, and he stopped at five and did a five to the I, crowd. I like that. That was funny. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It was cute. I was like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And then Danielson punished him with those fucking European uppercuts. Yeah. yeah. Like, my God, I felt that through the screen. Um, It was, I liked the match. It was a cool David versus Goliath match, which is funny because normally Brian or uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, fuck. Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Brian Danielson. <laughs> Normally he's the David, mm-hmm. but in this situation he was the Goliath, which I like. Um, Angels had those really cool hope spots where he's he's doing all his high flying moves. He had that uh, nice Spanish fly in the ring, but then he went for the moonsault, which you know as soon as someone goes up for that moonsault, that, that this is how they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. It happens almost on every show, so maybe. They should do that a little less. But he goes up for the moonsault. Obviously, Brian's not there when he lands. And then he gets hit with the Busaiko knee. But Brian wags his finger. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Not in my house. Not in my house. Gra- grabs the wrists. He's doing the stomps. The last stomp, like, Angels was out. It was awesome. He did it with one arm. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was really cool stuff. Then... um Follows that up with, but he does the finger wag again. Goes for the knee. Goes for the knee bar with the with the bi flex. Yeah, he's flexing while on he's him. doing it. <laughs> I love it. A little Daniel, little Brian Danielson, uh, flexing the buys. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Angels taps. Uh, uh, Brian refuses to release the hold, which I loved. I thought this would bring out bring down Hangman, but it didn't right away. Um, Danielson hops on the mic. He he talks about week after week he's going into hometowns and injuring hometown heroes of the Dark Order. He's loving doing this. He kicked in uh, Evil Uno's head. He kicked out the teeth of uh, Colt Cabana. He fucking just destroyed the knees of Alan Angels. He says, next week, they're going to Long Island. And he, he heard that there there might be a, a Dark Order member from Long Island. And this 
I I like that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. I really love that they're doing this. And one of the reasons why this is so good is they spent weeks having hometown heroes go over. Yeah. And now that now he's just fucking trashing that whole concept. Yeah. It's it's really, really smart booking. Um and Hangman's like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm going to the ring now. We're gonna fight. Um but Silver stops him and he pushes him out of the way. He's like, no, 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 Hangman, I got this. Yeah, he said something that uh, Tony Khan said that Danielson and Hangman couldn't like get physical with each other. Yes, they mentioned Tony Khan has signed it so that they, they can't get physical, which, fair enough. I preferred that they not touch each other until that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Silver runs to the ring, obviously. Uh, Danielson rolls out of the ring he said, no, I'm not facing this tiny little man, which is, again, very ironic. <laughs> um, he said, he's beneath me. And uh, that's that. I'm not doing it. And I like this because I looked it up afterwards. John Silver's from Long Island. Well, <laughs> so yeah. as, as it was happening, it's just like, it's going to be John Silver, which is funny because he said... I, I hear there's a, a Dark Order member from Long Island that I'm going to beat up next week. And then he's like, no, I'm not facing you. You're beneath me. <laughs> I thought that was amusing. Yeah. And that match is going to be killer next week. And nicely done. I'm wondering how far in advance they knew that they were going to do this facing each guy in their hometown. Yeah. How, how long have they had these buildings booked? That's true. I know that, well, the Long Island one's been booked for a while because there's been all the yeah. talk about the ticket sales for, that feels like forever. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wonder if they had this planned out or if it just kind of, well, we could do this since we're in all these towns and it kind of adds up. Just kind of serendipitous that way. I would, they probably added a couple of these dates. Mm-hmm. Like they probably had the Long Island and maybe, I don't know, let's say Atlanta. And they're like, okay, let's add a couple of these other ones mm-hmm. so that we can do the storyline and see see if we can get any buildings in here. Because they went to the Wintrust Arena in Chicago, mm-hmm. and apparently that's the first time they've been there. So that could have been like, okay, oh shit, where can we get in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's try this place. And they were able to get it, which I thought... Chicago's crowd last week was amazing. Yeah. They should go back to Win Trust. That was really, really good. Yeah, they were hot all last week. And then, but yeah, where where do you see this story heading? How do you see this going down? And I guess we should talk about it now. They announced that um, Winter is coming. Yeah, is going is coming, and it's going to be Wangman Adam Page. Wangman, yeah. When I saw people talking about. It, I was like, "What the hell are they talking about, Wangman?" And then I saw the graphic, and I was like, "Oh, the H looks like a W." <laughs> I think even Danielson tweeted out, "It's like I want to make the Wangman tap out or something like that." It's so funny. <laughs> it is so funny, Wangman. At I, I couldn't. As soon as somebody tweeted that, I was like, "Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's Wangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Perfect." I will. Um, Danielson's definitely beating Silver next week. And then, yes. so winter's coming two weeks away, right? Yeah. Man, I don't know if, I don't know if Danielson's going to be the Hangman or not. I'm 50-50. Yeah, because they like haven't. I'm legit 50-50. They I think haven't Hangman. done a short title reign yet, which is something they, I think they need to do. 
they will do it eventually. Yeah, and you can even do where Danielson beats Wang Man, and then uh, a couple weeks later at the uh, All Belt Show, have Hangman Wang Man beat Danielson again. You can flip flop the belt a little bit too. That adds yeah some excitement. I'm- I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. You need to do that every once in a while. Otherwise, it gets predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I I legitimately think uh, Danielson beating Hangman is a cool story moment. Mm-hmm. And a, a cool character moment for Hangman. People will be mad, but it's also Daniel Bryan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Brian Danielson. DB. Let's just start calling him the American Dragon. Uh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it'd be cool. Or you could do Hangman. I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know what they're gonna do. And that's cool though that you don't know, because I could see it it's going so unpredictable. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure most people think that he can't possibly beat Hangman. They yeah, think, no, this uh, soon. They think uh, Danielson's taking his first loss. So this is this is gonna be great. Which Hangman still could, because you got. You got, they got, uh, if Danielson wins at uh, Winter's Coming, because then you got the, what are they, they don't call it Clash of Champions. What are they calling it? Uh, Battle of the Belts. Battle of the Belts. And then the week before that is the um, first TBS Dynamite. So you want to stack that one up too. Mm-hmm. So they could do the title. But, but I don't know if you'd want to put any title matches on there. If you're going to do title matches the next week, that'd be kind of weird. But, yeah, there's there's plenty of stops where Hangman could get the title back. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's it's very cool and very exciting. And also, we should not forget that the last winter is coming was when Sting appeared. Mm-hmm. And I think if Brody King is going to show up, that's a perfect time. Yeah, would be there because he mentioned something in December. And then something in January. Yep, so yep, showing yep. up there in December would be very cool. That That's what I want. Yeah, but I be don't cool. believe Ring of Honor is done at that point. And I believe people are kind of... I believe many people are kind of waiting until yeah. that's over before they show up. But who knows? Except for Jay Lethal. But <laughs> yeah, except for Jay, Apparently they didn't have plans for him. Like he wasn't booked. So yeah. Yeah, and also last year, Winter is Coming is when um, Kenny beat Moxley. Yep. So, And that's when the forbidden door opened, too. Man. Yeah, so they're going to want to try to do something big. So I could see Danison winning. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so next we have Miro. And Miro's just feuding with God. Yeah, he's like in purgatory or something, just cussing out God. (laughs) He's just an all it's amazing. <laughs> he said God has revealed himself to be an asshole <laughs> and that he's basically about to pu- pull up on the pearly fucking gates. Yeah, he said he's going <laughs> to go to the, the golden streets and paint them red. And I was like, oh, God, this is awesome. <laughs> like, who the fuck is he going to face? <laughs> I don't know. Who's, go- who's this God that he's going to wrestle in the ring? This is so funny. I Do love they- it. Do they have like a religious person that he could just go beat up? The, the closest would be Malachi Black. Yeah, but he's he's like the devil. But <laughs> he's a god. That's true. That's not true. the god. Yeah, that's true. 
I don't um, know, but I, I you could just do Miro cutting promos on God. It's hilarious and awesome, and I like it's that he's so funny in a white void this week, just pacing around. Just the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's gonna he's gonna find that Jesus that's in the crowd every once in a while and put him through a table. <laughs> that's what they should do. I can't. That would be awesome, but I can imagine uh, certain groups on the internet getting pretty upset about that. He's like, you know what, God? You don't want to respect me. I'm going to kill your favorite son again. Yeah, he just goes out there and beats that. <laughs> Puts him in the game over. Game over, Jesus. Yeah. On Christmas. On the Christmas on episode Christmas, or yeah. some shit. Happy birthday. <laughs> she beats him up. All right, we just booked that. That's that's perfect. I hope, yes, I hope Tony is. Khan's listening. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Tony Khan, if you do that, you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, oh, so next, next match was CM Punk versus Lee Moriarty, my favorite, mm-hmm. um, our favorite. This was awesome. His mask was so fun. The MF Doom mask was fucking killer. Yes, love the MF Doom respect. Rest in peace. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't. Uh, I saw on Twitter he had posted Lee Moriarty. His tattoo. I never noticed it that he had an X for Straight Edge because of CM Punk on the back of his arm. I knew he's a big CM Punk fan, but I, I guess I just never noticed his X tattoo before. Which was yeah, really I knew. Cool. I, well, I knew he did the Pepsi twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the one thing I said this week was that I needed Lee Moriarty to do the Pepsi twist in this match because I needed to see CM Punk's reaction to it. And they did it, and they didn't just do the Pepsi twist. They did a whole um, a double spot Pepsi and twist. exchange <laughs> based around that move. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed. That's all I fucking needed. And I'm glad the cloud, the cloud, the crowd reacted to it. Yes, because the crowd was a little quiet for the match. Yeah, towards the beginning. That's that's um, when we get to the uh, Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander match. They were quiet at the beginning, and I was like, man. Man, and like, then they they started picking up towards the end. Same with this match, but yeah. I mean, I kind of get it for the Lee Moriarty match because people don't really, not everyone knows him the way that we know him. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And, and he's fairly new. Like he only really wrestled in the Indies for. I only found out about him like right when the pandemic was starting to end. Mm-hmm. I think. Excalibur on commentary said he's been wrestling for six years. What's yeah, that? but I, yeah, he's been wrestling for six years, and I've only known him for two. Yeah, yeah, same. So I can forgive other fans for not really knowing who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because you know AEW's pretty—they're not like super mainstream, but they're they're on a cable network. So people yeah. who people you're gonna get casuals that watch that are like, I don't watch indie wrestling. What the heck are you talking about? So it's like when they debuted the. Uh, Butcher and the Blade a couple years ago. Remember, like everyone's like, "Who the hell are these?" I'm over here marking out because I'm a huge Every Time I Die fan, so I know who the Butcher yeah, is. Yeah, and then everyone else is like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> but it happens. But uh, MJF came out on commentary, uh, looking like Hanukkah wrapping paper is Hanukkah <laughs> suit, which was awesome. But good shit, <laughs> yeah. And uh, little, looking like a little Hanukkah chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I think it's uh, Seahawk on Twitter said he was like. Uh, Miss Frizzle, if Miss Frizzle had a Hanukkah dress from uh, 
the magic school bus. <laughs> okay, that was the reference. I knew it was, he was making a Miss Frizzle reference, but I didn't know she wore a Hanukkah dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. And then uh, I liked, because he was on commentary, and he's talking about how Lee Moriarty's a only been wrestling. It's, he's such a rookie and stuff. And the next caliber's like, well, I think in his short career, he's wrestled more matches than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, then he, MJF said something like, I only wrestle when I need to. And then. It's good stuff. It's yeah. really good stuff. Um, yeah. It, MJF was, he's constantly talking about how Lee was blowing up punk, which is good. And this is a perfect guy for punk mm-hmm. to get blown up by. Um, yeah. Because he's such a technical guy. He can tie him in knots. He can do the weird little things, which don't always resonate with the bigger crowds. Mm-hmm. I noticed yeah. like there's some weird little quirky things that, at indie shows, pop people more because they're right on top of it. Yeah. Whereas these bigger shows are like, what's that guy doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they miss things, or mm-hmm. and or or like uh, how Zack Saber Jr. used to say, um, "What's his famous line that you love to say?" Oh, uh, he said, uh, "Wrestling it in front of American fans is like uh, reading Shakespeare to a chimpanzee." <laughs> exactly and sometimes that's how i feel when when i'm watching a lee moriarty match mm-hmm. with the AEW audience sometimes they don't appreciate just the fucking wacky shit that he's doing mm-hmm. in that ring like it's, it's different and people don't always know how to react to it yeah. um but they do turn they oh he always gets them by the end which i like mm-hmm. they're always really into it and he has a fan base yeah, yeah, and yeah. His fan, he, his fan base gets, is vocal. Yeah, he usually gets chance towards his matches, and like you remember mm-hmm. when he wrestled in the tag match with Dante a couple weeks ago. Like they need to have just him and Dante wrestle a few matches, yep. and I think that'll do a lot to help. It's both coming because yeah, because they were getting the crowd huge behind him in their tag match a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Absolutely, I think that's a storyline. I th- I think we'll see. Mm-hmm. They kind of they kind of swerved us a bit with that with that yeah. Taz stuff. We'll we'll get to that later. Um. Yeah, there are some cool spots in this. Moriarty, at one point, he rolled through a cross a crossbody from uh, from CM Punk into a pin, and then when he didn't get the pin, transitioned into a crossface, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, "Holy fuck!" And that's what first started. That's what first got the crowd. Yeah, yeah, which was he, awesome because they're like, that, "What the fuck?" Like double underhook twist. I don't even know what you call this thing. It's like a double underhook twisting driver looking yeah. thing, and then hooked CM Punk deep. That was like the closest, uh, like two point nine 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 kickout I've seen in a long time. Because I really thought, I was like, did he just win? Did he just beat Puck? <laughs> it was very, very. You could have said he did, mm-hmm. and I would, I would have believed it. Yeah. Um, Moriarty, Moriarty also rolled up Punk off of a Hurricane Rana off the top ropes, mm-hmm. which was awesome. He just rolled through the Hurricane Rana into a pin, mm-hmm. which was great. And then they did that Pepsi twist spot where Lee countered the Pepsi twist with a Pepsi twist. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Yeah. They were just spinning like mm-hmm. whirling dervishes. Yeah. Like first punk got him set up, blew a kiss to him. And then, uh, Moriarty, I don't know how you, they look like they're kind of dancing for a second and then twisted him out and did it. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And the crowd popped mm-hmm. huge yeah, for it, which is awesome. Which was nice yeah. because in the past when, Moriarty's done that move. The crowd hasn't registered mm-hmm. that it's the Pepsi twist. I think they will now that they saw CM Punk try to do it and then he countered it. 
He did it in Chicago once, and the crowd was like, oh, that's a lariat. Mm-hmm. Like, no! Yeah. <laughs> you're Chicago. Yeah. You should know this. Yeah. It's this your voice. It's in your, your move. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just a fantastic uh, transition into the GTS. Mm-hmm. And Punk's been doing some really cool transitions into the GTS yeah. lately that I've really enjoyed. Like, he goes up for one move and then just, like, shifts them on his shoulder so you mm-hmm. don't see it. You don't see that as what's coming. It's really good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then MJF hops on the mic. And I didn't... I didn't didn't like this promo that much. Yeah. I don't think anybody did. There was... like It was fine. Like It was just pretty typical. But then they started talking about it. I was like, you don't need to do this. What is this that you're talking about right here? This makes no sense. Oh, with the Brit Baker? Yeah, like it didn't... Yeah, I don't... Well, if you watch the show, you know what it is. It... It was weird and it was gross and it was it was unnecessary. Um, everyone then, knows CM Punk's married to to H. A. Lee and everyone knows Britt Baker's with Adam Cole, so it's like, why are you insinuating that they've done it? Like that doesn't make any sense or anything. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just that uh, I guess Punk keeps putting her over. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I get it. I, just, I understand <laughs> why. It's just, but it's like, really, that's that's what you're going to spend the time on. Yeah, like, it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like a good line, then that's one thing. I liked like if it's yeah, if the, it's creative, but it wasn't. Yeah, I like the end when he brings up Punk's dog. Like that, that's good heel. Larry, stuff. he said, "I'm going to put Larry to sleep." Yeah, which is name of Punk's finishing move. And then if you're a pet owner, you know, put a pet to sleep means so. Is that's good heel stuff? Rick Baker stuff. Oh, I like I also I did like when he said that. Um, he talks up that he's going to win the the diamond ring again oh, it, yeah. that match is going to be uh next, next week in long island uh, punk's 100 percent costing him that match i'm calling it now so he's gonna win it in long island and he said in his hometown and he said that he'll be better than piper in portland mm-hmm. brett in canada and punk in chicago and, and the punk's whole time he's laughing. saying that <laughs> cm punk was la- that was very good yeah yeah i like that, that stuff very good. it's just the Britt baker stuff was yeah, it was it was no, it was bad. It wasn't good. And I know she tweeted out that she's fine with it, but it's it's still just bleh. yeah. It's like if you're gonna do it, like make it. I don't know. It's got to be better. Like when Ruby Soho had that line about uh, the women sleeping with the other boys in the back or whatever. Mm-hmm. That it it seemed real and it seemed more like a moment whereas this didn't seem like a moment this just seemed like some grade school humor yeah yeah for sure and i don't know it had a very different feel to it it was not executed well and i also didn't really think that mjf was that great on commentary yeah he kind of he just didn't let anything breathe really he just kind of kept talking it's like come on dude you gotta take some pauses here (laughs) yeah they, they could have led him a bit better Mm-hmm. For when to jump in and when yeah. not to. Yeah, they had different wrestlers on commentary because uh, JR's getting cancer, skin, skin cancer treatment. So we uh, we hope that JR has a speedy recovery because that's no absolutely joke. that stuff's no joke. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's in round three, I think now of chemo. yeah three or four. I think he tweeted today or something. So mm-hmm. he tweeted that uh, he sees a bright future for Lee Moriarty. Mm-hmm. So good to see that uh jr picked up on that yeah he's he's probably having a tough week is 
skin yeah. cancer stuff. And then uh, here in Oklahoma, the, our college football team lost and the head coach just abruptly quit and went to another school to coach. So, Oh, yeah, he went to USC. Yeah. So he's probably, JR's probably not having the best week. So I hope it gets better for him. No. Hopefully he's drinking some Moscow mules. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Then uh, uh, before we get out of this, uh, yes. Uh, Punk tried to fight MJF and then uh, War Dog, Wardlow came out, got in right. his face. Right, 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 right. And remember when I said that that was on the sheet of paper mm-hmm. of Tony Khan's heading yeah. into. Uh, um, full gear. Yeah. We're, so we're probably going to get that match at Winter's Coming. Yeah. I can Wardlow see versus Wardlow versus CM Punk, and then um, CM Punk versus uh, MJF will probably be at, at a pay per view. They're probably going to stretch that out longer. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is great. I think it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we had a. Britt Baker promo. I mean, the promo itself was kind of whatever. Um, they, she was just talking about how she's so unhappy with the loss that she got to Rio, how Rio stole that win and now has a title shot against Britt. And Have they said when that title shot is? No, they haven't. Um, I imagine probably winter is coming. It's the- yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would assume the next big matches that's where they'll be it's yeah. in two weeks time make makes a lot of sense and then tony asked uh jamie hater why she wasn't at the uh friends giving and jane jamie said and this is kind of weird because it kind of the timing didn't really make make a lot of sense but but she said uh well i was having i was having the best match in the uh in the tbs tournament at that time thank you which, which is funny because that match was over by the time that yeah no that and Britt Baker was out for her match too. What did Britt cost her the match? Kind of like she super kicked her in the yeah face. no she <laughs> super kicked her in the face. Yeah, all three of you guys were there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, but in the, I kind of like that it's it's a poor excuse. Like her excuse doesn't fly, so I I I'm okay with giving it a pass there. Mm-hmm. But what I liked was that Britt Baker said, um, a match that you lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she said, well, Britt, do you remember you had that great match with Thunder Rosa, which you lost? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Let, let's see these ladies rip each yeah, other's yeah, heads yeah. off. It's um, coming. And Britt says, oh, okay, you know what? We're just going to think about the future. And next week you have a match. Or is it it's Friday? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, you have a match. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be Jamie Hader versus Riho. And I'm like, fuck yes, I want this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Jamie Hader folded Riho in half? Yes, mm-hmm. that one time. Yeah. I want that again. Mm-hmm. I want that again. I would love for her to beat Riho, but it's not going to happen. Riho's definitely going to win. Oh uh, yeah. Because she's got a title match coming up, but I'm sure Britt will accidentally cost her the match again, leading to their eventual split. However, I I could, it would be cool. Nah, no, no, no. Just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be great. Just based off the little glimpse we saw of those two women interacting that one time with uh, on that, I think was it that first. Uh, 
I think it was the first Rampage, maybe. Anyways, it was great. Mm-hmm. Riho got folded up by Jamie Hayter, and I want to see that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. It made you sad when the, you're like, Riho, yay! Yeah, I was like, Riho! Like, you're like, oh, no, killed, Riho, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It, was a, it was a roller coaster of emotions coming for me. <laughs> no bones Riho over there. Yeah, yeah, because she came out to make the save, and <laughs> Jamie Hater took her head off with the lariat. And I was like, just God dang. folded her up. <laughs> Jesus. Howard, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that match is going to be gnarly whenever it happens. I can't wait. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good as hell. And I do, I always get really excited when Hater faces somebody who's wrestled in Japan. Because mm-hmm. she's wrestled in Japan. So there will be a little bit of a, uh, a comfort level there, mm-hmm. I think. Or at least I like to hope so. So I'm excited for that. Um, the next segment we had, this is a weird one. Adam Cole comes out to call oh my God, for this commentary. He gets a huge pop. He go, goes all the way he down. Does his the whole ring. entrance. <laughs> he does his full entrance and then walks back up to yeah, do commentary. Do commentary. <laughs> and he never even did commentary. No. Um, which is so funny to me. I was, I went, I went to like a, like do the notes for the match that he commentated on. I was like, wait, he didn't do one, did he? No. And that's because Orange Cassidy comes out and just stares at uh, Adam Cole. He's like, are you? Are you looking at me? Then they square up. The Bucks sneak out behind Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy somehow hears them, turns around, and he gets hit with all the slow kicks yeah slow he gets hit with a slow super kick party Mm -hmm. it's just like four slow kicks and then he gets the nut shot Mm -hmm. which was great and then they give him some more slow super kicks before just removing his soul yeah yeah just just was it was it it was super kicks did they also no they they teased doing the uh I guess it's the it's the BTE trigger, but with also with Cole. Mm-hmm. I forget what they it called is. it. Excalibur called it something, but I don't remember what he called it. Yeah, who knows? It's probably like the super trigger. Yeah, I think that's really what it, always, it might be that the super trigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, but out out to the out to his defense, our best friends with uh, Wheeler Yuta in place of Chuck, or mm-hmm. not in place of Chuck Trent. in place of in place of Trent. They they have chairs. They chase them off. I'm actually super excited for that match. Yeah, because that be that match is coming. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a street fight. Although, no, actually, no, I don't because I just saw them do a street. Yeah, fight. Yeah, they just did one. So I doubt the, it'll probably be a regular match. But yeah, it'll uh, be. A re- but they have chemistry. Yeah, Chuck yeah, yeah. and the Bucks mm-hmm. and Adam Cole and Cole. All they those PWG know each matches. Other for a long time. Yeah, all those PWG yeah. matches they used to have. Uh. But an Adam Cole uh, Orange Cassidy singles match would be really good too. It would be very good, and we're going to get that too. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably get that after whatever this uh, six man yeah. six man is. So maybe I would like that six man to be next week, and then to have the uh, Cole versus Cassidy match okay. at Winter's Coming Winter's again. Coming, yeah. I keep but, uh, wanting to call it because I listen to Going and Raw podcasts, and they always call Winter is Coming Winter Wonder Slam. So I keep wanting to call it Winter Wonder Slam. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I like the Winter Wonder Slam. Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, um, like they set it up to where it looked like Orange Cassidy was supposed to have a match. So, like yeah. in kayfabe, <laughs> I wonder what Orange Cassidy opponents thinking. Like, oh man, I'm not going to wrestle. <laughs> like he just got beat up. What am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Adam Cole doing his whole entrance on to just to do commentary is. That that's awesome, and then also to not do commentary. Yeah, to not do commentary. Yeah, to just beat him up. Like he wasn't even there. <laughs> like, who did commentary in his place then after that? And also, he could have done commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nick Jackson came out in a full snake sweatsuit. <laughs> what did they beat up Orange Cassidy? I forgot what Matt was wearing, but Nick's was a whole snake. He was wearing like Zumbas. Yeah, yeah. like zebra z- zebra Zumbas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I love how they're still just committed to dressing like complete assholes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling right now. Is that it's funny? Like they there always has to be a counterpart to everything in the in the two companies because obviously the other guys have Seth Rollins mm-hmm. who's doing something sort of similar as well. It's like oh, this is so silly. Yeah, yeah. Like can't you just can't we all just do different things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got <laughs> the, he dresses ridiculous, and the Bucks do. Yeah, I know John it. Morrison was doing that at one point with the drip stick and mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> Poor John Morrison. Yeah, he'll be uh, back. He'll on probably the be an impact, but he could very well end up in AEW too. It'd be cool to see to see a him. lot of friends. Yeah, in AEW just for a couple matches, so he could like do what he can really do. Like yeah. all this crazy parkour crap. I would, yeah, I would love to. Uh, I would love to just watch him because mm-hmm. I never really have. Yeah, he's he's pretty nuts. Like he's he does he, he like trains in parkour, so he could do all this crazy stuff. I've watched. I watched more of him in what was that reality show they used to have? Tough enough? No, that's the UFC one. No, tough enough was WWE. Was it WWE? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. So he won Tough Enough one year. Or no, he didn't win. He was on Tough Enough, but I don't think he won. No, he didn't win, but he they signed him anyways. Mm-hmm. The guy who won did was on... Actually, who did win? Cause the Miz, I don't even remember. The Miz was on Tough Enough too, and the Miz didn't win. I don't remember. Yeah, it was Because like, him... there's been like eight Tough Enough, so it's hard to remember. <laughs> oh, who's Maven? Yeah, Maven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't turn out well. No, but yeah, he was he was a standout on his season. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Morrison, and yeah, there was a few other people who uh, friggin' Josh Matthews was on it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I actually really liked him in that. The first season funny. of Tough Enough was great. I loved it. It was awesome. Ta- Taz was, was like the drill instructor, and he just pissed off all the time, and they. It started airing after WCW was bought out, but they, you know, obviously filmed it while it was still going on. And I remember um, they were in their, he went to wake them all up in their locker room and somebody had a Goldberg poster and he ripped it off the wall and blew his nose with it and ripped it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So <laughs> ham fisted. Yeah. Okay. So the next match was a very, very short and very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Wardlow match versus some fresh meat. Yeah. yeah. Which he just power bombs them and with each power bomb he rolls them into the mm-hmm. next one. And the crowd gets he more just keeps and more rolling them back over. <clears throat> does it four times, 
the crowd's chanting for one more power bomb. He's turning into a, a massive baby face <laughs> right before our eyes. It's really good. When he, whenever he turns on MJF, it's going to be fantastic because he's going to do this to him. Oh yeah, for sure. Going to hit him with all the power bombs, and the <laughs> fans are going to be going ecstatic. It's awesome. They should do it next week in Long Island. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that I mean, they could. Yeah, <laughs> they very well could do that. I don't think they will, but no, no, no. They, they want to probably keep Wardlow around at least until the Punk feud's over with MJF. Yes, I mean it, that could be his next feud. Could be Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, because they're giving him this match for a reason. Where yeah. these, are, it's funny. He's just sort of lurking in the background. And you know what's coming at some point. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it'll be whenever MJF eventually wins the title. I can see which that I don't think is that far off. Yeah, me either. I, originally, I would have i I predicted MJF was probably going to beat Hangman, but I think maybe. Uh, it, it's inter- it, I guess it kind of depends if Danielson sticks as the heel or not. Mm-hmm. Who it is that takes a, takes it off of him? Uh, MJF beating a face Danielson would be huge for MJF too. Like he out wrestled the the greatest wrestler ever. You know, like imagine his oh my god, imagine his promos after that. Up. Yeah, <laughs> he will not shut the fuck up, and it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, next we had a weird thing, and this this is kind of disappointing. So we have Pac and Penta, they're talking about how they would have loved to have beaten up. They said FDR twice in one night. I don't really know what that means. Yeah, they're supposed to have the two out of three falls match. That's yes. What, you know, on Rampage this Friday, it's supposed to be two out of three falls between them and FDR. That, that's that's supposed to be tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's ma- that match isn't happening because Phoenix got hurt. Which I saw online, they, I, this is just a storyline thing because their match is still on for uh, the AAA show. So oh, weird. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but maybe he stuck in Mexico for time. I don't know. Oh, that could be it. Who knows? Um, yeah. So Pax, Pax's replacement. Obviously, it's not the uh, two out of three falls. So that sucks for the people who were there to see that. Mm-hmm. Um. Pac's got an eye patch now because of the black mist yeah, that he took. Yeah, he looks like a like a Metal Gear boss with the eye patch or something. <laughs> he looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Pac says that it doesn't matter uh, that his eye is injured because he's like the scariest man in the game. Do you think I'm an invalid, Tony? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, great shit. I just I just love hearing Pac talk, which yeah. is so funny because they never really let him talk. I know he's in, so good though. You gotta let him talk all the time. He's so entertaining. Yeah, yeah. He's not even saying anything of substance. It's nope. so entertaining. <laughs> nope. He's still entertaining. Just, just acting menacing like, Tony, Tony, Tony. What I still want <laughs> from Pac is since he wears his gear all the time, is like vignettes yeah. of him like going grocery shopping and stuff and just being a bastard at the grocery store, but in his wrestling gear. Like he's just picking you up some. You call apples. this a fresh avocado. <laughs> yeah. He's just buying some apples. He just and turned some... him into a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the eye patch. Might as well yeah. go full. Go full pirate. Go full pirate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The red arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah, this match is. Yeah, yeah. This match is still going to be good with Pack and Pinta versus FTR, but I would have loved to see the. Two out of three falls match. I did see a spoiler of it. Uh-oh. I'm not too concerned. Mm. It's fine. 
I saw the aftermath of the match. I was like, ooh, okay. Right now. Cool. Right now. Makes me makes me happy. Okay, so next match we have Sting and Darby versus Bailey Ass and Ass Boy number two. <laughs> there was an Ass Boy chant last night too, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't calling them by their names anymore. Yeah, and did they're, you see Dan Housen's shirt? His new shirt? No, what is it? He's got to be signed with AEW. He's got to be because his new shirt is the the Gun Club shirt with spray paint over it, and it says the Ass Boys, and then it says like Danhausen. He's it's like a licensed AEW logo. He's got to be signed. No, he is for sure. He's he's one thousand percent signed. They probably signed him right away. Yeah, and then he got hurt, mm-hmm. or they just they're like, hey, we want you, just like heal up and yeah, yeah. like we know these are gonna be tough few months for him mm-hmm. not being able to make money so maybe they're just paying him yeah but i yeah. Would, would not put that past them but th- when i saw that shirt i was like he's because it's like the licensed gun club <laughs> thing i was like <laughs> he's gotta be signed <laughs> that's so funny I yeah. dan hasn't is an absolute fucking treasure mm-hmm. and i guess he's on an the absolute treasure g4 just right before we started recording uh xavier woods from wwe's on there but he was wearing a dan hasn't shirt so Danhausen is just everywhere. Oh yeah, he. Everybody <laughs> loves him. Love everybody Dan loves him. Yeah, and like the people who love him are like, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's like AJ Gray loves Danhausen. Yeah, like Chris Dickinson loves Danhausen. Mm-hmm. Like all the hardest men in the world. Yeah, all love this little man. This little, this little weird guy who's. <laughs> His gimmick is like The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. He yeah. says his gimmick is a mix between The Simpsons and uh, and Conan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which he was on the so Conan funny. O'Brien podcast too, which is funny. Yeah, I watched that or I listened to it. It was good. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't in his character, and he didn't do the voice. I really wish he he did yeah. the voice for Conan to laugh at. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, wait for him to show up in AEW because, like we were talking oh, about at the beginning of the be show, amazing. the people who don't know him they're going to get a kick out of him. And then a possibility of him and Orange Cassidy doing something together is going to be funny. Just, I would love a really strange team of Dan Housen, Darby and Sting. Yeah. <laughs> Sting's face like, paint they, during this match was kind of, I mean, it was a skull, but that's how Dan Housen's is too. So I know that's what made me think of it. It was like, how funny would that be? Mm-hmm. Like the two guys. And then they're like, Crazy weird little brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It stings the uncle, and then it's like the two weird cousins are like hanging out. Like the it. one who's super serious and the one who's always just fucking being mm-hmm. a little asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. So this match was good though. It this was match. it was a lot of fun. And uh like you having your our notes, Sting and Darby's face paint was fucking awesome. Just sting with a skull face paint is kind of scary looking. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You look amazing. It's like, Sting, you should have been doing this face paint a long time ago because you look awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, I wonder if Darby does it. He might. He might do it. Some uh, His face paint looked great, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the two dads facing off in this yeah. match was really yeah. cool. Um, the springboard coffin drop that, that Darby did... Um, into the arms of Billy Gunn. Yeah. Because Billy Gunn had blind tagged in and he just caught him in the air and just fucking destroyed Dude, him. Dude, he lifted him up like he had to be like 10 feet in the air for that slam. <laughs> that was nuts. Like, 
when Billy Gunn slams somebody, it's basically a cloak. It's basically a choke slam. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. when he, he had that really good match with Darby Allen uh, a couple weeks ago. They didn't really pay attention to, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, Darby somehow got busted open during the commercial break. Yeah. Like the, the top, top of his head. head. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know how he did that. I completely missed it. Probably some crazy dive. He tried to do or something. <laughs> Yeah, Ass Boy Two locked in a locked in a Scorpion Deathlock in front of Sting, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, Sting gets the great hot tag. He's just beating everybody's ass, doing his. I love his his just pimp backhand yeah. against people. Yeah, it's so funny. And I two talked about how terrifying it is to face sting because he's literally just out there backhanding you across the face <laughs> like those are not worked punches yeah. he's just he's laying him in like back <laughs> so he's just back swinging you in the throat yeah. <laughs> he's like get ready because it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. um uh he hit a huge spine buster on ass boy two then locked him into the death lock ass boy one breaks it up then Billy hits the famous sir. It is the famous sir, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. Because someone else used the famous sir at one point, didn't he? Or yeah. was it just was it Billy Gunn's move? But I've seen other people use it. Okay. Yeah. So he hits the he hits the famous sir on Sting. Sting kicks out. Fantastic. Then Darby and Sting win with the with via the stunner into the death drop. Yeah. Good shit. But at one point, Darby did the suicide dive onto Billy Gunn and bounced off of him. <laughs> like a fucking bullet. And, and that made Taz laugh really hard <laughs> whenever that happened. Like, he bounced off of him like a bullet off yeah, of he, the, uh, the Captain America of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he because he did a suicide dive, so he's straight, like, perpendicular to the ground. He hits yeah. Billy Gunn, bounces so far and high, he lands on his feet. Like, <laughs> it's it's a weird trajectory, but that's what happened. <laughs> Great, so like Billy Gunn is terrifying. Yeah, I know he's fifty-eight and he looks like a statue. It's crazy. On what culture this past week they called him a jacked geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And they have, I think, and I fucking can't stand it. I think my favorite music in AEW. Oh no, no, no! I hate their music. FTR's got the best music, but. You don't like the uh, you don't like the Ass Boys music. It's fine. It, it doesn't. It, it's so weird. It, like when I first heard, it, I was like, "Wait, this is their music." It sounds it like doesn't a, make any sense. Yeah, it sounds like you're waiting at a spa or something. <laughs> oh, it sounds. It sounds like it's very. It's very similar to the FTR music, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I love the FTR song. That song's goaded, as the kids say. It is. It is. But I find this one similar. Uh-huh. Like it, I feel like Rick Rude is coming out to it. Eh, now that you say it like that, I, I could see that. Yeah, but like it reminds me of like the, of the like the Greg the Hammer Valentine mm-hmm. music, like like just the weird chimes and mm-hmm. the synth which, and everything. This is the first loss for the Gun Club, which is crazy. It is, and I love that it went, was at the hands of Sting. Yeah, and I hope I don't have to see Gun Club for a, for yeah, a while. Yeah, I hope so too. That's what I was just about to say now. Gun Club can go back to dark, and we don't have to see him anymore. <laughs> you know, people weren't 
aren't going to tune into that match. People don't. People do not care to watch the Gun Club. Nobody cares. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't put them on TV. It's a waste of time. I don't even think Sting could save it. The segment. <laughs> no, he couldn't. But okay. the match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So that's always good. Yes. So as you mentioned, Taz was on commentary for that match, mm-hmm. and after the match, Taz gives us his own version of Steiner math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He starts talking. I don't about remember what that. numbers he said, but I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> no, he said, he "said What I love about this battle royal next week is that we've got four members in this match, and that gives us a hundred and twenty-five percent chance to win the battle royal." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, "We're gonna have two people winning the battle royal at the end of this," and it was, this was bizarre, and I loved it. And then Leo Rush comes out, and and he says, hey, Taz, you know that if your guys have 125%, that means that I don't have any any percent. That means I have negative percent. But I'm a fighter. And th- this is a weird promo. <laughs> says, this was, but I, the weirdest thing about it is this is when I noticed how dead the crowd was. Like, they, like, it was like n- negative noise. Like, yeah. it was kind of, this is when I was like, maybe the mics are messed up in the crowd. Because, like, you could just hear the hum and stuff. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> You hear the fam? Yeah. Shit. No, he's a, he says, I'm a fighter, and even if I have 1% chance, I'm going to... That means I I have a chance to win, and and I'm going to be a problem for your boys. And I was like, okay, well, I'm excited to see Leo Rush in this thing, mm-hmm. in this uh, di- diamond um, diamond ring battle royal. Are they doing the thing where they... a very good chance of winning it. Yeah, are they doing the thing where the final two guys have a match? Again, ooh, maybe, probably, because that's how they've done it the past two times. So they tend to stick with their traditions. Mm-hmm. And um, then they brought out Leo, or I mean, Dante brought out Dante, and the yeah, way Dante Ricky Starks ran out after Dante walked out was hilarious. He's like, like on his tippy toes, and then Dante kind of laughed at him, and I was like, oh damn, maybe Dante is going full heel. But now that they brought up Steiner math and all this stuff, I think the swerves coming. In the yeah, Royal. I think I think Dante is going to turn on Team Taz. Yeah, yeah. In the Battle Royal, or Darius is going to be there. Yep, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Either Dante is going to turn on Team Taz, or Darius is going to show up and back up Leo, and they're going to face off against Team Taz, and that'll be cool as well. Mm-hmm. Either way, how do you how do you see this going down? I think you just said. But... Yeah, I see. I think Dante's going to turn on him, probably eliminate Ricky or um, I don't know if he can eliminate Hobbs. Hobbs is pretty giant, but <laughs> uh, you can low bridge him. That's true. Taz said they have four members in, so is Hook going to be in the Battle Royal next week? I'm hoping. Oh my gosh. It'll be the greatest Battle Royal ever if Hook, that's what Hook makes his debut in. Um, but I think, or maybe it comes down to Leo and um, Ricky are the final two, and then it, and if they do the thing where they have the match, that's when Dante turns on them to help Leo win. And then, because yes. uh, I 100% think MJF's getting eliminated by Punk. Punk's going to cost MJF the match. Yeah, MJF can't win again. He no, can't. No, no. No. You can't have you can't have this battle royal be a thing if he doesn't. Like, just have him have the ring forever. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Just stop having the match, and he just has the ring from now on. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think C Punk's costing it. I think it's gonna come down to Leo and um, Ricky Starks 
and then they're going to have a match. Leo, Leo would be good with that ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with his whole money mystic gimmick and stuff. Yeah, when when you think of people, like when you think of people who would be good with that ring, Leo would be good with the ring. Ricky Starks would be great with the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't really think of anyone else. Yeah. So, gotta be one of those two guys. Yeah. I would think. Or MJF again, and that would be annoying. Yeah. Maybe that's what they'll go for, just to make it annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poss- quite possibly. I was pissed off last time. In the- yeah. Because it would have been so funny to have Orange Cassidy with that ring. Mm-hmm. Doing his then- orange punch. Yeah. Anywho, let's move on to this next little segment, which is basically just setting up Jade Cargill's bi-weekly squash on Rampage, mm-hmm. but against a very intriguing opponent and someone that I'm very high on. I've talked about her before. I think I might have put her on my list. You did. I did? Yeah. Yes, I did. So almost everybody that I've put on that list has signed, Yeah. with the exception of two. I think only um, Effie and oh, what's what's his name? AJ Gray. AJ Gray have mm-hmm. been signed. Um, what's her name? Oh, shouldn't say that. But um, Maxi Impaler, I believe, was with Ring of Honor. She was signed with Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I don't know what they'll be up to after that, but we'll see. But yeah, so it's revealed that Jay Cargo will be facing one of Thunder Rosa's students, Jenai Kai. Mm-hmm. And Jenai Kai is amazing. Yeah, she's... she's... Well, I don't know. Sometimes you you fall into the trap where you overhype some people that you're a fan of from the indies. I know I've done that a few times. She but... does the Johnny Cage split dick punch, so she's yes. awesome in my book. So <laughs> Yeah, she she's a, she's a kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Um. And she comes out there in the kickboxing shorts. She look like she looks like she's gonna go fight on an island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to like save the universe, yeah. <laughs> save some souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's been, she was at a one of the blood sports too. She was three or four. I don't know. They've had so many blood sports now, but <laughs> yeah, she was there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, she's the partner of Yoya, another guy that who I really like. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, she's good. She's fun. I'm. Uh, I'm excited to see her. What the very first time I saw her, I sent you a gif of her. I was like, I need her in AEW. Yeah. And now we're gonna get to see her get crushed by Jade Cargill. But still, they gave she's her. Mm-hmm. They said her name on Dynamite, which means something. Yeah. Otherwise, sure. they would have had Jade Cargill just go out there and beat. And she would have just been in the ring on Friday. Yeah. It would have been just been an enhancement talent. Yeah, you know what? One thing I did notice about the segment: how over Thunder Rosa is, because you could hear the yes. crowd yelling for her as soon as she walked into frame in this backstage. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, which makes me think it. Mm, no, because Thunder Rosa is facing Jade. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So Jade's gonna beat her. Yeah. It could Thunder Rosa could beat her, but. Like, all the people who are still left in this tournament are the people who should be left in this tournament, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've Just done a really good job with the tournament. Any any of them can win. Um, so let's hop right into that. 
which was the next match, which was Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. This is a quarterfinal match. Yes. Um, yes. This match the was tournament. Great. This was really fucking good. Taz did his sing along, yeah. which is yeah. great to hear. Taz singing eight. Ruby So or yeah, Ruby Soho is is always a delight because <laughs> he just it's makes up fantastic. the different words every time. <laughs> uh, he brought a little bit of his AW Dark commentary here with that, so that mm-hmm. was good. Um, I love both women pulling their punches in mm-hmm. shows of respect. Yeah, and it's like they had the person down and out, and they pulled their punch, which was nice. Um, Statlander, however, used it as a way to get a boop, which angered, which angered Ruby Soho. So mm-hmm. I like I like that a lot. Um, Stat- Statlander handstanding out of the monkey flip was amazing. Yeah, I love that shit. I love Statlander showing her power with with a big delayed vertical suplex. See that happened well, here on in on pitcher and pitcher. Still loved it. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> I could see it happening, but I was like, "Dang, I want to hear the crowd reaction." But um, for sure, yeah. Uh, she hit a blue thunder bomb. That blue thunder bomb was crispy. That was so nice. Loved it. Um, she had power all over the place. There was that spider crab mm-hmm. that she did was amazing. The buckle bomb was amazing. Was it a Mishinoku driver that she? I think so. That she did for the pin. Mm-hmm. Like the spinning Mishinoku driver, it was fucking gnarly. I I loved it. I loved every second of it. Then Soho came back with the fire with the strikes. She hit that spike Rana. Yeah, she hit the amazing. Fr- first, she hit her with the poison Rana. And then she did the basement Rana, and you're just like, damn. And then uh, Statlander kicked out, and Ruby had the best face ever. Like, what the yes. fuck? <laughs> yeah, she yeah, she looked like a reaction gif. <laughs> yeah. I hope somebody gift that. I'm sure somebody did. Um, And at, at this point, the ladies completely turned the crowd around. Because at the beginning, it was dead. But mm-hmm. by this point, the crowd was ravenous and you love to see that um but yeah the soho or soho went for the no future which got countered into the big bang theory which got countered into a roll up mm-hmm. really cool finish um these these ladies were awesome then nyla rose comes out to ruins the celebration pulls soho off the top rope um yeah, how do you think this uh, this tournament's playing out? I know Soho's beaten Nyla for sure. Yes. The Jade Rosa, I don't know. I'm 50-50 on that Me one. too, because this tournament seems to be made for Jade, but like we just talked about, how over Thunder Rosa is, yes. you have to keep into consideration because she is massively yes. over. And also... I don't like talking shit, not not even talking shit, saying anything bad about Jade because she is yeah. amazing and I love her and I want her to kick me in the face and all that. Yeah. I don't know if she's ready to be in a tournament final. I agree. And I think if you want your inaugural TNT tournament final match to be remembered, a Rosa versus Soho match would be killer. Yes. Uh, in a perfect world, if Jade was fully formed mm-hmm. she's absolutely the person that you put that belt on yeah but i don't i i think she'll be exposed yes if I, she has to 
wrestle like every other week. Yeah. I know Rosa and Soho could, they're such pros that they could get a really good match out of Jade, but it's after she wins the belt when she's got to be the one to carry the matches and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if she's ready for that. No, she can't. It's a workhorse title and Mm -hmm. she's not the workhorse yet. Yeah. The workhorse is clearly Rosa. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. If I had to, those were the two people that I would have chosen to to win, and with them facing off, not in the finals, I'm I'm kind of shook a little bit here because mm-hmm. I would have expected that to be the finals would be mm-hmm. those two women, but they're facing in the in the semis, which is interesting. So I'm hoping that it's that it's Rosa, but then mm-hmm. you kind of want to have the the heel versus face dynamic, which means Jade going over Rosa. And then, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't, I want Rosa, but I have a feeling it might be Jade. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm worried because we've already seen in this tournament, she does, she's not quite there yet. Yeah. She just needs a little bit more seasoning as they say. And then she'll be unstoppable. But she's only had one long match mm-hmm. or one longer match, and that was against Layla Hirsch. Yeah. So, yeah. We will see because yeah. she is a future absolute superstar mm-hmm. in the company. But I think that Rose is already there, and oh, yeah. so is Soho. Yeah. So yeah. the only person who you could go wrong with here would be Nyla because it's not Nyla's time right now. This is. The TBS tournament is sort of what, well, it is what the TNT was, and you you put it on people who are up and coming stars mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, Nyla's already been the women's champion, so she doesn't. Yeah, need she, the she doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need it. Okay, so Cody versus Andrade in the street oh, fight. Boy, I loved this match. Me too. This match was. I amazing. loved every second of it. Yeah, me too. I loved it right from right off the bat. Andrade looked because oh. he wrestled in his suit, shirt, and tie. He looked like a Street Fighter character. Yes, which was awesome. Like he looked like he, if he flexed wrong, that shirt was going to rip off of him. And yes, <laughs> and then he came out with a knife. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and gave it to so Jose, good. and Jose put it in his briefcase thing. <laughs> so good, mm-hmm. right off the bat. Andrade goes out and attacks Cody. Punches him right in, the, right in the face while he's wearing his colonizer uniform. Mm-hmm. Awesome. They brawl out into the crowd. Um, Did you notice at the beginning when Jose and Arn started getting into it, Arn slipped and fell? <laughs> yeah, he fell off the stage. Yeah, and then Jose, you could see Jose help him up, and then they started brawling again, which was funny. <laughs> um, there was a really gross um, face-first shot of Cody getting planted onto the turned upside down steps face mm-hmm. first right on the corner yeah i was like that is how you end your career yeah that looked that looked gnarly he didn't bleed off that either that's when i thought he's gonna start bleeding but he he, well, sure. he showed some restraint and bled five minutes like, into the match that's like how you do it the hard way too <laughs> yeah 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 like it looked bad and it was uh at this point too after they came back from the crowd that you could see Cody had stuff all over his back, and I was like, "What is that?" I thought because at one point they fought. Skin. Yeah, I thought he had a sunburn, or um, 
him and Brady are doing some freaky stuff with wax or something, you know, and then, but, and then I also thought, well, maybe it's something from the crowd because they hit each other with that trash can and trash flew yeah. everywhere. I was like, did he get some yeah. all over his back? <laughs> At first I thought it was like a bunch of ice that just got stuck to his back, like mm-hmm. from like, because he hit him with a drink at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was weird. It was distracting. It looked mm-hmm. like peeled skin. Yeah. That's like a, from a sunburn. Yeah. But really but, badly. I was like, did he fuck up his like tanning bed thing yeah. or something? Yeah. But we'll find out shortly what it was for. Yes. And then, uh, then we got T Pain. T Pain was in the crowd, which is cool. He daps T Pain, and T Pain gives him a, 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 chair. a chair. And then he fucking. There were some vicious chair shots in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, we missed a thing. Yeah, we didn't talk about 2.0 and Jericho. Yeah. How did I missed that. <laughs> I don't know there if there's a the brutal chair we... shot there as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2.0 attacked Jericho after there's, uh, uh, Daniel Garcia tweeted out. We're like the candy man. You say our name, we appear. <laughs> it was good. It was, good yeah. it was very brutal, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Yeah. It was they good just beat, beat the shit out of Jericho. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. You can hear Jericho, my dog barking. I'm sorry. I don't know. I did. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. It's weird. We're going to get, it looks like we're getting a Kingston and, uh, Jericho versus. 2.0 which is mm-hmm. strange yeah but fine whatever maybe it'll lead to kingston versus jericho which would make which would be sense. amazing mm-hmm. put kingston over please for oh yeah, for that. sure okay anyways back to this match cody was getting a mixed reception in this match mm-hmm. lots of cheers but mixing in the booze mm-hmm. but more cheers than any other place for him it is atlanta mm-hmm. that's his that's his home um, Andre, Andrade is whipping the hell out of Cody with his belt, which is awesome. He mm-hmm. breaks a laptop over Cody's that face. Gnarly, the way the laptop exploded because Andrade made sure to open it before he hit him with it. I love Andrade going to uh to grab the table from underneath the fan, the fans cheering for tables, and then being like, "Ah, fuck you," putting it back. Yeah, yeah. There's one point too where they're chanting, "We want tables," and he did the finger wag to him, like, "No, no, no." <laughs> yeah, loved it. Just the the split leg moonsault onto Cody with a chair. Which His cool. split leg moonsault is so fast; it's it's kind of scary how fast yes, he is. goes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Cody hit a low blow and then gave a nice sneer, which mm-hmm. fucking he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I love it. Um, Arn's still fighting with Jose. <laughs> yeah. They just cut back to that. They're they're still out there, just mm-hmm. same spot still fighting good stuff they battle out into the tunnel um uh andrade drops cody with a chain big chain shot cody responds with one of his own cody gets busted open by a brutal chair shot yeah um then he he goes under the ring and he pulls out Oh, a sledgehammer. Yeah, and you hear the whole crowd go, you hear the whole crowd go, ooh. (laughs) Then he pulls out a golden shovel. A golden shovel. And I lost it. I thought this was fantastic. I laughed. I saw some people get mad online, but I thought it was hilarious. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It's good shit. And then you hear, and Cody turns around, and it's shirtless Jose running down. Jacked. That dude is jacked. Yeah, Jose is ripped. <laughs> yeah. He looks like friggin' Fandango running yeah. down the 
the, yeah. the ramp with a taser, and he just gets fucking home alone in the face with that chair with mm-hmm. that uh, golden shovel just dropped. Um, then back inside the ring, Andrade traps Cody in a corner with a chair, and he's just feeding him right hands. Yeah, while he's trapped with his chair, and then he hits him with an absolute disgusting knee through mm-hmm. that chair and Cody looked dead yeah. with the blood yeah. and everything. He looked out. I loved it. Brutal shot. Brutal sell. Um, finally, Andrade gets the gets the table. Cody gets hip-tossed through it. I was like, oh, just a hip-toss? Yeah, okay. say, you never see a hip-toss through a table too often. <laughs> and then they get out a second table. They're, they set it up. They're battling on the top rope. They're both going back and forth. At first, I was like, Okay, Andrade put him up there, so he's going through it for sure. Mm-hmm. But then he battles Cody, and it looks like he's going to put Cody through. And I'm like, oh shit, oh maybe not. And then somebody enters the ring with a bandana, and you can see it's a woman. She pulls it down. It's it's Brandy. I she pours gasoline. Thought on she the was table. turning on Cody at first. I thought this was going to be Malachi Black's prophecy. I really thought she was turning on Cody at first. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, she still might be. Yeah, I'll tell you why after. Um, she lights that shit on fire. It's legit on fire. She put like so much lighter fluid in whatever else on that. This was like when they lit it, it, it did the whole boom. Yeah, it like when he when they do the table spot, you could see the the top of the table melting. They put so much on. It reminds me of like ECW Dudley Boys when they used to do flaming table yeah, spots. Yeah, man, this was legit. <laughs> yeah. This was legit. Yeah, um, yeah. and. And then, uh, and then it makes sense why Cody has that stuff on his yep. back. Yeah, I was it's like, oh, the, it's like it's Vaseline or something. <laughs> flame retardant gel that yeah. you put on your back. And he does a... It's like a reverse suplex. Called? Yeah, reverse suplex. Putting fucking Andrade damn near face first through the flames. <laughs> um, but he, Cody took the brunt of it. Cody he back took first through it. Just and flat backed right into the flames. Yeah. He, and then he's on he fire. He was on fire. And you, see, on, on you fire. see Andrade putting him out while he's getting pinned. <laughs> yeah. Cody was on fire. Um, and then after the match, Cody stood up and he, and this is where I say, I think she's turning on him. He says, what happened? <laughs> so what happened? What happened? So like he, he didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Maybe he just thought he was doing a back suplex and then he lands and the so whole thing's I think, on fire. I think that was sort of... I think that might be Malachi Black mm-hmm. um, just fucking with his family a bit. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I really like it. Um, this match was awesome. We got a flaming yeah. table spot on regular TV, which is awesome. <laughs> his burns afterwards? Oh, the gross. pictures today on Twitter are gnarly. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are just like, and we're still going to boo you, Cody. And for me, I'm like, yeah. And I'm booing him for kayfabe reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes sense to boo him in the storyline at yeah. this point. But yeah, they put that table, like once they landed and rolled through, you just see a big chunk of the top of the table missing. And it's just like seared onto Cody's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He, uh, it looks worse after the fact than it did in the moment. Yeah, and he could have worn a shirt too because there's a street fight, so you wouldn't have thought anything of it if him wearing a shirt or something yeah. to protect himself a little bit. Oh more. yeah, man! Like think Jericho in that uh, 
in that match with um what's his name? Nick Gage. Nick Gage, I'm pretty sure wore a shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Because he took like thumbtack bumps and stuff. Damn, that match yeah. was this year too. What a crazy year this has been. <laughs> yeah, man. Great matches. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into the episodes for the next two, ep- or the matches for the next two episodes. We have Pack and Penta, L Zero, Pack and Penta versus FDR. We don't get the two out of three falls, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um. So, and that's already been filmed. So whoever was there, that's kind of a bummer because mm-hmm. you thought you're going to see an all world thing, yeah. and it might have been really good. But mm-hmm. a bit of a bummer. Then we have Sammy Guevara versus Tony Nice. That's interesting. Yeah. They set That's that up fun. last week on they had a promo tonight too. They did. I didn't talk about it. It was it was short. Yeah, yeah. If your promos are too short, I'm not spending my time on yeah, it on the podcast. I don't blame you. Uh when I was watching it last night though, I said in our the Facebook group that we're in, I was like, Tony Nice kinda looks like um Kevin from um American Pie, if you've ever seen those movies. Yes, he does. (laughs) He does. Where the fuck did that guy go? I don't know. He disappeared. Then we have Jade Cargill. Jedi Kai is not in the graphic. Yeah, it just says Jade Cargill in action. (laughs) So it's like Jade Cargill's having a squash, but maybe, I don't know, maybe Jedi Kai signed some kind of contract. Maybe she'll get a couple moves because, you know, Thunder Rosa announced that she's going to be on commentary during the match. I mean, yeah, it it was a storyline. It's a uh, Thunder Rosa's on commentary. Junai Kai's her student. Yeah, this is cool. I think this will be good. I just all I just remember when they had that blue velvet or no, what was her name? Blue Sky. Blue Sky, who came out there to face Jay Cargill and just got destroyed in like a minute or less. So we'll see. But and apparently it's also somewhat signed with AEW, so. Okay. So, Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, for this is for next Wednesday. That's going to be very good. I can't wait for that. There will be some good storylines coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have next Wednesday, Jamie Hayter versus Riho. That's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I cannot wait. And then Brian Danielson versus John Silver. Again, another ridiculously good matchup yeah the the vegan danielson versus the meat man (laughs) they both do the fucking yes kicks Mm -hmm. it's gonna be great they're gonna go back and forth with that i Mm -hmm. cannot wait good shit and then winter's coming wang man versus danielson yeah yeah great 15th that's my brother's birthday oh happy birthday to your brother yeah I don't think we'll be doing anything, but... <laughs> I didn't know you had a brother. Yeah, he's he's five years older than me. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> he's five years older than me. He doesn't count. Yeah, well, he counts, but I just, <laughs> he's just a lot older, so he's got his own stuff, too. All right, so this this was good. Um, yeah, uh, what are you looking forward to the most next week? When um, Let me look over him again. Probably Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Me too, man. That's going to be good. But Danielson versus Silver is going to be fun, and I'm excited about the Diamond Battle Royal to see who wins. And I'm saying it one more time, see Punk's costing MJF. But Jamie Hayter, Riho, is going to be awesome. Yeah. And Riho's on TV, so I'm happy. The styles in the Hayter versus Riho match is going to make it. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, 
Hater is so strong and powerful, and Riho can bump like nobody's business for her. Mm-hmm. She's gonna she's gonna like grab her and like fold her in, into like a fucking not a queen, <laughs> like a balloon animal. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. I cannot wait. And then Riho's gonna win somehow. It's gonna be awesome. I am very much looking forward to uh, Hater getting out from that role because I'm kind of tired of seeing her take losses because she's Brit's lackey. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen. And she's going to get that title shot. So, But she'll have to start picking up some wins in order to do that. So we'll see. Yeah. Alright, so I guess uh, that's that. That is um, it. So we'll see you guys again next week. No, no episode this weekend. Uh, yeah. See y'all later. See ya!